It's February 5th, 2020, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we've got Jonathan Weinberger, and he is with the Honolulu Game Development Meetup, and he joins us to tell us about the Unity Game Jam and Hackathon. And then, of course, we'll be joined by Bill Hosey and Kawi Kawi from Micronan, and we'll talk about some of the novel technology that they're using to convert your smartphone into a sterilization tool. Of course, now I want to welcome uh, Jonathan Weinberger. I've had him on before talking about Unity. And, and he's a game developer, <clears throat> organizer of the Honolulu Game Development Meetup. And he's here to tell us about the Unity Game Jam and Hackathon. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks, Bert. Yeah, so basically, uh, I run an organization called Game Dev HQ, mm-hmm. and what we're doing on February 9th is we're partnering with Purple Maya to host a game jam and hackathon that's designed to introduce anyone interested from kids to adults in technology, and what we do is we use games as a gateway to software engineering. Now, when I had you on, uh, I think you were kind of just uh, getting the meetup together how did you hook up with the Purple Maya folks? Yeah, definitely. So I started the Honolulu Game Development Meetup Group back in April, mm-hmm. and uh, Kiahi from Purple Maya attended one of the meetup groups, and we hit it off, and we talked about the uh, mission of what they're doing and helping kind of kids fuse technology with kind of like the Hawaiian culture. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I fell in love with that concept. I knew that when my wife and I moved here, I wanted to figure out how to build up a tech talent here, mm-hmm. um, and Kiahi has been really supportive, and Purple Maya has been really supportive the entire way. Now, tell me, uh, you know, backing up a little bit, I mean, what can, uh, I guess, some of the the high-end things that Unity is used as a platform to deliver, as well as some of the, you know, sort of entry-level things that you could do with Unity? Yeah, definitely. So Unity today is a real-time rendering engine. Mm -hmm. So years ago, it used to be just a game engine. So games like Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex Legends, things a lot of your kids are probably playing was made with Unity. Um, Today, though, it's going so much further than that. So what we're doing is we're training kids to make games because it's fun and exciting, teaching them to code that way. Um, But the logic and problem solving applied to video games carries over seamlessly to the enterprise world. So from automotive to film to architecture, construction and engineering to medical simulation, sales and training and the entire XR industry, um, the opportunities as a software engineer with Unity um, are exploding right now. So typically, you know, when you get a a student involved and they're brand new to the whole programming environment, I mean, how long would it take them to actually be proficient at Unity to actually create something? Yeah, definitely. So we have learning tracks that are on demand through mm-hmm. Game Dev HQ, and basically, if you can commit yourself to doing them, um, we see some of our students make their own games within three months and actually publish them, and we've seen students actually get full-time software engineering roles uh, within six months. Really? So, and then in terms of uh, your, let's say, the landscape in Hawaii, I mean, where do, where do Unity programmers end up? Yeah, so Unity programmers end up. So the goal here is that we teach people to make games because it's fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. But learning to code is oftentimes, it can be hard, it can be boring, but we, we solve that problem by focusing on games. If you can get a job in the games industry, that's fantastic. It's this $140 billion niche industry, um, but it's highly competitive. If you open up to the enterprise world, your skill set as a game developer carries over seamlessly to the enterprise world. And companies Mm -hmm. like AT&T, Coca-Cola, GE, they're all using real-time rendering to power their applications today, and they need Unity developers. Are you seeing companies in Hawaii that are sort of growing, developing, and and leveraging or using uh, 
people with expert experience expertise in this game development arena oh yeah definitely so data visualization and simulation we have our own military here using it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a lot of things with XR video 360 video we have the Polynesian Cultural Center that just released a VR app that's made in unity mm -hmm. um, and it's an opportunity for those interested in technology here that this is something that you can start learning today and we built a learning track that was designed to teach you how to think like a programmer and make it fun and exciting and show you the possibilities of how you can turn this into a full-fledged career for yourself. So, so this event that's coming up on uh, Sunday, it's an it's all-day event. It's, a, it's kind of a game jam and hackathon. And how, do you, how would you envision or describe how it would unfold? I mean, are you going to be kind of the technical resource and are Purple Maya resources going to be there to, to maybe kind of frame the way people might consider developing a game, you know, leveraging Hawaiian culture? Yeah, exactly. So the day of the event, we will announce a theme that's Hawaiian inspired. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. For example, it could be indigenous species or it could be, hey, which fish are native to the island mm -hmm. or what species is native. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll have a design around, okay, let's create a game or application around that concept. And we have eight hours to work on it. If you're experienced, we'll break you up into teams and you actually build an actual product within eight hours. Um, if you're new to Unity, we'll also be having a learn workshop where I myself will introduce you to this awesome technology mm -hmm. and provide you with all of the training needed to where if you want to turn this into a hobby or profession, um, we're going to give you all the resources you need to do. So what if you uh, are on a team, you got some you know, great sort of early prototypes of ideas for a game. What happens after the event? I mean, how does that get nurtured into something else? Yeah, definitely. So the idea here is that we want you to be building and feel inspired to just create. That's what Unity is. It's a platform that allows you to use your creative freedom to build anything you want, whether it's a game or a mobile application or a console. Um, whatever it is you want to build, we just want to show you that, hey, just because you have one idea, you can build whatever you want. You know, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be just games. If you want to make a film, an animated film, you can build it inside of Unity. So it's kind of a, a, a good exposure to the potential of what you could do with the Unity platform. Exactly. The whole idea is that we want to encourage you to build something. You know, So many people will say, I don't know what to build, or I have this idea. Well, this is an opportunity to put that idea into practice and get experience actually working in a collaborative environment and building something. So what would your ideal student be or, or participant be in this uh, upcoming jam, uh, jam and yeah, this is ideally for anyone who thinks they're interested in technology. Maybe they've maybe they've tried programming in the past and thought maybe it was too hard or it was boring. Um, really, our goal is to make it fun and exciting. So, uh, would it be high schoolers? Would it be yeah, yeah, below so high we, schoolers? Yeah, so we we have some uh, we have some students as young as eleven, and we have uh, our oldest student is like sixty seven. Wow! So this is going to be kind of open to everybody. Yeah, now, absolutely. So. Where can they sign up to uh, to join the uh, the game jam? Yeah, they can actually look us up on the Honolulu Meetup Game Dev Group. It's mm -hmm. called the Honolulu Game Developer Meetup. Um, just join that meetup group. You can RSVP to our event, and as soon as you do that, you'll receive an email with instructions to. Um, free training, which will get you kind of prepared for the event, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but also just come ready to learn. If you bring a laptop, that's beneficial. We will have, I think, 20 laptops available for use, um, but if you can bring your own, then we can just, you know, rock and roll. Sounds good. Thanks, Jonathan, for joining us. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. And of course, uh, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Bill Hosey and Kawi Kawi from Micronan. We'll talk about UVC technology and how it can be used on a smartphone. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. 
Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working. I have been listening to public radio since 1983. You'll get national news and local news, but it's the culture and the arts and the things that are going on around town that you'll never hear on the airwaves, except here at Hawaii Public Radio. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe, and I, I am now very happy to welcome back Bill Hosey and, of course, uh, Kaui Kaui. And they're joining us to uh, tell us a little bit about a startup called Micronet. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you, Bert. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on again. Yeah. Now, Bill, you know, I, I'd like to have you both give us a little bit of background on uh, what you do and, and and how you ultimately came together to actually put the Micronet together. But I know you, Bill, from back when you were in Verizon, right? I mean, so how, what's the what's the transition from Verizon into this startup world? Okay, yeah. Well, so uh, so again, thank you because we've been on I've been on the show before, and I, I really appreciate the time you give us. Well, with Verizon, of course, I was in the the business sales organization or over that organization for Hawaii and Alaska, and we did. Uh, smartphones, you know, and basic phones, technology, applications, things like that. And so um, as this opportunity unfolded, uh, Cowie had approached me with some technology they wanted Verizon to to entertain, and it was in the, the visible spectrum light and, and how that technology could apply on the, the data backhaul for that technology. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't the right fit you know, because, you know, you're, you're looking for a lot of data, and this was a very restricted amount of data that would be so. But the relationship started there, the friendship started there, and then we stayed in touch, and and then it progressed from there. And I kind of let Cowie tell how it progressed, but it progressed from that point forward. And then at at some point, I was, I'm no longer with Verizon, and now I'm president and CEO for Micronet Inc. and And now we're taking this technology that was in the visible spectrum, and we're moving it into the ultraviolet spectrum, and that's what we're focused on. Is as you said, ultraviolet in the C band, which mm-hmm. is the very lowest spectrum of ultraviolet light. So, Kawi, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, you look really kind of familiar. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, you know, place you, but... <laughs> Man, you're good. Anyway, yes, uh, Kawi Kawi, uh, I'm the second team to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Uh, and that's that's just what I do uh, for fun. Um but I mean, you're you're like a you're like an entrepreneur. You're like a businessman. You got a you got a whole bunch of companies uh, under your belt. Yeah, yes, I do. I have about seven companies. Uh, um, but Micronan uh, was formed by me and Bull. I mean, me and Bill, um, <laughs> being the co-founders, and Bill is the president and CEO. And um, I'm just super blessed to have him. Um, we got a big call tomorrow and, and so forth, and I'm just so thankful for him. So did you what, – what what brought the two the two of you together? Well, I mean, the, and the technology that now mm-hmm. are is the foundation upon which Micronan is based. Yeah, yeah. So so what happened, uh, like Bill said earlier, um, it was a different spectrum before Verizon, and now he's going into the UV spectrum, uh, which is very different, which, which is safe for humans. And it's all depending on how the application goes. Um, with Bill, the way – the smartphone came into play was uh, we were talking about phones one day, me and Bill. Mm-hmm. And the next day, he calls me up. He's like, Cowie. I said, what's up? I said, I got it. We have to put it into the smartphone. I called our engineers, and he couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Can you get to my house right now? I'm yelling and screaming. <laughs> so he gets over to my house within 15 minutes. We're on my deck in Wamanalo in the hood looking over the ocean. And Bill explained to me because he, I mean, he came from 
the wireless uh, communication horizon, and he had the expertise. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, so it was it was like both of us coming together. But I mean, putting it all together the way it should be. I mean, I, I thank Bill. I mean, because I mean. He's a guy. Well, yeah, I think you kind of described it uh, before the show, like the, the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have both parts of it to come together to actually make the, the whole greater than the sum of the parts. So, Bill, tell me a little bit about the, the actual technology that is what you're going to uniquely place into the smartphone, and what exactly does it do? Okay, all right. So, uh, ultimately, it's, it's an LED technology. Mm-hmm. It's just the LED chip itself. What we've been able to do is focus on a very specific spectrum of light in the ultraviolet, and then it's in the C-band. So most people are familiar with ultraviolet when they, we're talking about sunblock, for example. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sun creates uh, you know, A-band, C, a B-band, which is what you're blocking with sunblock and so forth. Right. I mean, but, and, and typically, you know, if you're out in the sun too much, if you get too much of the uh, UV, I mean, you might get a sunburn, right? That's correct. Right. Yeah, and so what we are focusing on is the very lowest spectrum of ultraviolet light, and that's called far UVC or C. So far and C are the same term. It's just scientific and, and for the common person. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's very low in the ultraviolet spectrum. And we're focused on, in this case, for the smartphone, we're focused on the 200 to 220 nanometer of spectrum. Okay. It's, it's been proven for uh, probably around 12 years now. They've been focused on ultraviolet and its application to killing virus and bacteria. And they found that that spectrum was the ideal spectrum. One, that it's safe for human exposure. So you can, you can expose your skin. It won't per- permeate through the epidermis layer or the retina of your eye. And then two, it's very effective at killing microorganisms. So what happens is if you can create that spectrum in that light, which we have, we are focused exactly on 218. 218 is a, is a very specific spectrum that's been shown as most uh, effective at doing that while still being safe. Mm-hmm. So, our, yeah, so... No, so, so Kawi, I mean, describe some use cases that you would envision having this capability on your smartphone. Well, I mean, first of all, um, our hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we touch everything with our hands. And for me, that was the first thing that came to my mind was our hands. I mean, you put the smartphone over your, your hand about three inches away, you count one, two, three, and boom. Virus and bacteria is completely dead. And then you can go into city buses, you can go into elevators, you, mean, you can go into rental cars. I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, there, there's so many different things I can think of. Uh, those are just right off my head right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, so now this technology has to go into the phone, right? I mean, it's not like a, a, a external attachment to the existing LED. You have to be inside the phone as an option so that people can turn it on and turn it off. Uh, yes and no. No, you okay. can actually do it either way. Really, all we need for this to be functional is a battery source or power source, mm-hmm. an on-off switch, and our LED light. And so we, we have patented both uh, the case and the, the smartphone itself. But we could be in a basic phone. We could be in your tablet. Any handheld device that has a power source, we could actually integrate it into it. Mm-hmm. But what you're specifically re- referring to is, is the integration of such. So what we would do if in the smartphone, for example, we would get with the manufacturers, Samsung, Apple, Xiaomi, Huawei, whomever, and we would license the technology to them to integrate our LED at 218 nanometer spectrum into the smartphone. So they would build it in just like your LED flashlight is or the LED light for your camera. It would be an additional LED that would be built into the phone and you would turn it on and off just like your flashlight, but you can sterilize virtually any surface with your smartphone at that point. Now, who would you envision to be a a uh, you know a purchaser or would desire 
to have this capability in their smartphone. Anyone that does any type of sterilization, for example, we were on a flight coming back from Toronto just just yesterday, and, and I saw a young woman sterilizing her environment. She had wet wipes, and she mm-hmm. was wiping off the tray. She's wiping off the armrests, her seat, everything. And I leaned over, and I said, what if you could do that with your smartphone? And she's like, that's not possible. I said, but that's what my technology allows. And I explained to her, and, and, and I literally had the whole area of the plane listening to me and buying into this immediately because it's everyone has their smartphone with them mm-hmm. or a basic phone, and they could sterilize just what she was doing with their phone at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, Carly, you had kind of described – uh, some some tests that were done by a third party independent right of of the technology, and you said something that you know it could actually kill a spore in like seven seconds yes uh, correct yeah uh, we were uh, testing uh, e cola and um, also a staff Isorius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened um the third party testing were looking at the chip and they they couldn 't believe because that 's how small the chip was you 're talking one millimeter by one millimeter, so they end up uh, in the spore, and we actually killed it within seven seconds at a 1.5 watts. And so this is something that uh, not, it's not like you are doing it. I mean, somebody else, an independent uh, tester is actually doing this. Yes, correct. Yeah, we have a third-party testing in uh, San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Our research and development team, uh, our buddy Rob, mine and Bill's buddy, who's part of our team on the research and development side. Yeah. So, so Bill, I mean, this has the potential for uh, you know, I guess being available for every phone. If That's you, correct. If That's you're successful at getting it into the device, absolutely. Right? And we and we have already seen that that desire from the smartphone manufacturers to do that. Uh, and so right now, as, as I mentioned earlier to you, before we get, went on air, we were talking about that. That we we're we're speaking to them now. It, it's a matter of time that it is integrated because it's something that everyone could use today. Uh, the other thing is, and what makes us unique and the, the ability for us to integrate into a phone is our efficiency. And that's why it hasn't been done up to this point, because you have to be super efficient with the battery and the energy that you're consuming off of that smartphone battery. So the light has to be very efficient, and ours is. So, no, that's a good point. And, and, and speak to that a little bit more, because if, the, if it was integrated into the phone, uh, it would have to draw from the phone's already existing battery, right? That's correct. And and would it be an additional drain on that battery, and would it perhaps shorten the, the let's say the time before you need to recharge? Yeah. Yes. So so yes and no. One, it's, it uses less energy than the the LED does currently. We designed it that way. We designed it in an environment that it could work off the battery's energy levels that could be produced. And and it would use the time of use is is seconds, not you know maybe a minute if you're doing an environment because you're basically just swiping your phone above the surface of whatever you're trying to decaminate and you turn it right back off. We even mm-hmm. have a feature that if it was stationary for ten seconds, it'll turn itself off. It's built into our app, so it, it's very efficient. The other thing that that it's a timing thing, as you know, Bert, the the with five G the 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 battery life of devices is going to go up significantly because the number one drain on a smartphone is cell sites. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find a cell site and keep a signal, strength to signal. As 5G launches, which just happens to be launching right now, that battery life is going to go up significantly. So now you're going to have even more availability of energy, and we consume so little, it's it's not going to be of any effect. 
I do want to ask you a little bit more about the option, let's say, to do a, a case version of, of this LED. But want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short uh, break to continue our conversation with both Bill Hosey and Kawi Kawi from Micronan. And, of course, uh, we're talking about UVC technology. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors the Rice Partnership and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And, of course, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Bill Hosey and Kawi Kawi from Micronan about converting your smartphone into a sterilization tool. And, of course, right before the break, we were talking about how the LED could uh, get incorporated into the phone. And, of course, Bill, I mean, you, you know, that requires some, some strong relationships with the actual manufacturers. And I, I know you're working on that. We can, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, there is another option that you are also exploring and the idea of actually putting the, the LED into the case itself. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, so with the smartphone integration, there's a time delay because it has to be engineered in, it has mm-hmm. to be developed and designed, tested, and so forth. Typically, it takes 18 months for most most smartphone manufacturers to get a new technology into their device. So we know there's a time delay. But what about the people that want it now? And so what we're looking at is a case or a battery pack. So most people that travel have a battery pack with them. We could integrate that technology into that battery pack that they use to charge their phone because all we need is the lights and an on-off switch. It already has the energy. Mm -hmm. Um, A case is another avenue that we're looking at because then you could just place it on your phone, but it would have to have a battery source. So one, it could do um, either the, uh, the, uh, the connection, and I'm drawing a blank on the type, induction where you just lay your phone on a charging source mm-hmm. and it charges it without plugging in, but it has to be reversible. Uh, so we're, we're looking at all these options for how best to bring it to market, and we're talking about potentially having some type of device available by Christmas. That's kind of our target range that we're looking at doing. So you talk about Christmas in 2020? That is correct. Now, that's a, you know, I mean, we just had Christmas in 2019, but, you know, that's right. 20, 2020 is going by months. pretty fast. That's right. We're already in February. Yes. Yeah, it's quick so, engineering so forth. So, you know, there's, there's, a, well, there's two of you. There's actually the engineer that actually developed this technology, which is your guy's patent, really, right? That's right. Yes. And, and so amongst the four of you, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So yes. what are some of the, you know, some of the partners that you're looking for to actually take this to a global market? Uh, good question. We literally met with um, what looks like is going to be our partner for all of our technology just this past week. And um, we went to Toronto, spent spent a day with him. We actually traveled with him to the Super Bowl. And we spent time together, which mm-hmm. was you know invaluable. And he's ready for a deal. So tomorrow, actually, t- at 10 a.m. our time, we're on a phone call with him. And and we're going to present some numbers around what we'd like and what what's you know what it's going to take and so forth. He has the, the 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 faculties, the team, the the resources to be able to take what we want and get to market. And we've already talked about that with him. Mm-hmm. Kawi, how did you guys meet this guy? Um, well, to to a mutual friend of mine. Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, a pro golfer uh-huh. and uh, one of my other buddies. Uh, his name is Tim, who owns actually a wild golf apparel. And just so happened, this three weeks ago, the Sony Open was here. And uh, I texted him, and uh, I told him what we had and emailed him some stuff. And within three hours, he told me and Bill, please come here within 30 minutes and see where he goes. And we got there to Kala, 
after the Sony, uh, within 10, 15 minutes of the meeting, he invited us over to dinner at another uh, corporate venue with the with the Sony CEO and some of the other guys that worked with Sony. And so we joined him, and we had a great time. And he basically told me at the end of the night, can you guys make it to Toronto on this date? Um, and then we did. And So tell me about that. I mean, so that, that was recently, right? That was right this weekend during the Super Bowl, right? I mean, you guys went up to Toronto, and then you went down to Florida. Yes, no, no, yes. So what happened was we went to uh, Toronto. We had a couple of meetings in Toronto. And basically on Friday, um, he set up some meetings down in Miami. Uh, with his relationships that uh, he has. Mm -hmm. So we had three meetings down in Miami. Uh, We stayed there, had fun for the whole Super Bowl weekend. They went to the game. Um, This was just a great time, just spending to get to know each other, and it was great. Then we flew back uh, to Toronto, and then um, after that, we we did some stuff, uh, a little talking on the the private jet um, that he owns, not rent. So, I mean, it it was a blessing for me and Bill to ride on that. But um, And then Bill basically closed the deal, Um, and and that's just the truth. Um, Bill sold his technology, sold his concept, sold his idea. I got him in the door. You're talking to the yin and the yang. So, Bill, okay, so um, without disclosing, you know, any details about who this person is, I mean, you're, you got to do your due diligence. I mean, what is he going to deliver? Or has he, does he have the track record of other kinds of products that uh, he's brought to market? And, and in terms of your technology, what is he going to do? Absolutely. So he's done several things. He, he's he's uh, a billionaire, you know, every with year. B, with a B. With a B. He's bringing in over a billion dollars annually. Uh, through his businesses. He owns every one of them. They're not publicly traded. He and his sister own every one of their companies. He's he's the largest distributor of a, a certain product um, that a lot of young people use. I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to say it exactly because I, I haven't been given that right, but, but um, he he's very well connected. He has distribution in 19 countries. He also just purchased a, a, a new technology to do uh, phone screen protectors and within one year, he made two hundred thirty million dollars off of that uh, off of that one investment for himself. So he he's got he's got the the back end. He has the financial capability to take what we have and get it to market. He also has the 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 structure of employees, and that's one of the reasons he wanted us in Toronto was to kind of show us what he had as far as a company and an organization that could take what we have and really deploy it and engineer it, design it. And distribute it across the world, and 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 he brings the whole the whole playbook. Okay, playbook. so when okay, so let's say, uh, and hopefully you know this will turn it will be a good you know uh, uh, conclusion of a signing perhaps tomorrow. But yes. but once you have licensed your technology to this company, is it pretty much they now run with it? And what role would you play as Micronan going forward? Yeah, so Micronan it would be a subsidiary of our company. So we still have other opportunities for this technology that could be deployed through Micronan or could be deployed through this partnership. But basically, he would take all of our technology applied to this, and he would take it and and either set up meetings that that Cowie and myself would attend and sell because we know it better than anyone. We we will be in an advisory role with his company. He's going to run it, but we'll be in an advisory role so that we have the hand on the pulse of everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And then we'll make sure that it's being deployed and distributed, developed, and done with what we envision is the right thing to do with this technology, which is to get it to the world and sterilize in the last minute that we have, I mean, tell me if once the deal is signed, what would be the top part? I mean, you already said that you know by December you want to have the case out out in the market. So in in your in your mind, once the deal is signed.
mind, what would be the main objective going forward? What would be the first objective going forward? Uh, the application to the smartphone technology, it, that puts it in so many people's hands. As I mentioned to you earlier, Bert, there's 1.6 billion smartphones sold annually. That's a lot of people that have the sterilization ability in their hands to use, and that, that's the number one priority for us going forward. Great. So, Kawi, I mean, if somebody wanted to, to find out more about MicroNan, where can they go? Um, actually, uh, um, we also have um, – um, you can reach out to Bill Hosey on uh, Instagram, but uh, we also have our webpage, too, with MicroNan okay. and so forth. And uh, check us out. Well, I'll put it up on our show notes for later on tonight. And, of course, Bill Hosey and Kawi Kawi are partners in the startup MicroNan. And, of course, I want to thank you both for joining us today. <laughs> thank you, Bert. No, yeah, it's always a too. pleasure to be on. And, of course, thank great. you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll find out about a nonprofit called Common Cause and an initiative that they're spearheading called Automatic Voter Registration. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we will see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.